You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 135, Shy Halud, with Brian Patton of As the Story Grows. Welcome to the next chapter of As the Story Grows. Hosted by Dan Terry. Comes in, has the kid in a really nice, like, hotel suite, you know. And Joseph Wren. When Brian Patton calls, you answer the phone. Unless exactly. he calls on Skype, <laughs> then you just answer the call. These Shy Halud albums aren't going to listen to themselves. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you think Six Degrees of Borderlands leads back to David Lynch, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. Brian Patton is here from As the Story Grows. What's up? Everything about this band leads me back to Borderlands. The new game came out two days ago. The band is named after Sandworms from Dune. David Lynch directed Dune. Beetlejuice is afraid of sandworms. I think that's an allegory for Beetlejuice being afraid of God, since the Shai Halud are supposed to be the hand of God. I'm reading way too far into this. What's going on, Dan? <laughs> hey, not too much, man. Uh, it's been a few days. Uh, my wife had a baby. Um, a lot of people have asked me this week if I had a baby, and that's technically not correct. My wife had a baby, and um, it was very difficult. So I am joining you guys uh, on the wonderful, wonderful voice app from my very own basement. I think Brian Patton is joining us in his basement. Same tool, not a basement though. Living room. Living room, office. Uh, yeah, yeah. Place where magic happens. Magic know. being as the story grows podcast. Yep, it happens right here. Squad 5 0. Squad 5 0. We're able to turn Daniel Terry on to circle back. So that was a win. Dude, circle back. That, You're that band is great. It's actually it's funny. I I scheduled well, I scheduled to do an interview with John sometime this week nice. for my other podcast, and then my wife had the baby on Monday, so I'm like, uh, um, it's probably probably not going to be this week, dude. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. And I was like, but I love the record. I you know I wish I was striking while the iron is hot, but you know uh, I'm not. It's going to be a few weeks off. But no, dude, that that circle back record is killer. It's like really to the point. It's not too long, and it just hits like. I like, like that hard, like that happy medium of hardcore that we had, like in the, I don't know, like early 2000s, like before metalcore kicked in. Like it was, um, the hardcore bands were like really brutal. And it's not like that they're not. I just haven't heard a band that sounded quite like that in a while. Yeah, I agree. It's been years. Kind of reminds me of a uh, few left standing a little bit, if you remember that band. Oh, yeah. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about another hardcore band that plays uh, Shy Halud. A different style than uh, than what we uh, were talking about with Circleback, for sure. Shy <laughs> um, Halud's one of those bands that's kind of hard to talk about because part of me wants to just be like, yeah, guys, it's all good. Check it out. Okay, good night. You know, <laughs> Ro- roll credits. Dan and I spent the last week listening to this band. He handed me his notes. I said, here are mine. We realized that if the two of us did the show by ourselves, it would be a five-minute podcast about how you should just go <laughs> listen to Shy Halud. So we pulled the audible of, let's call Brian Patton. He'll have things to say. Oh, there's a lot to say about this band. There definitely is. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they've been around for basically forever, right? I mean, if 1995 is the beginning of forever. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, um, I think this band is just so iconic with the scene it's weird too because i used to actually get them confused with strong arm a lot if that's weird because i mean it's you can't really confuse the names but like 
with their earlier material, I would hear Shy Halud song and be like, oh, is this Strong Arm? And then I'd be listening to a Strong Arm song. I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is Shy Halud, right? Uh, they, 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 were, they were kind of, um, they were similar bands at the beginning, I guess, is, is where I'm going with that. Um, and they were kind of the only two bands that I remember that sounded this good playing hardcore. Because, like, there were some melodic hardcore bands, but, like, it was almost so melodic you couldn't even call it hardcore. Whereas these guys, these guys kept it heavy, but added so much more, like, grandiose <laughs> Uh, melody they were doing and just like heartfelt real heartfelt emotion because i think a lot of hardcore bands at the time were still just kind of trying to come off as like hard as nails or something like that yeah well i mean it's an easy mix up to to make since you know both bands shared drummers and yeah so <laughs> that sound migrated yeah it definitely did uh so joe do we have anything um before we jump into this do we have any uh feedback or we had a comment on episode 133 hope for the dying star kill sam says alathia is amazing really enjoyed this band i'm impressed by the variety of bands covered on the podcast once i saw living sacrifice zeo opeth and etc being covered i knew i was in for one very satisfying podcast thank you guys for being so fun to listen to well, that's awesome. I, I, I definitely appreciate that and um, that people are going and going back and checking out the old episodes. Well, I definitely want to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. I like five-star reviews, okay? I actually have one to read for you guys tonight, if you have time. Uh, this was on Apple Podcasts. Uh, was just posted on Tuesday by uh, It's Keebs. Uh, just found this podcast today when I was listening to the Brutally Speaking podcast. It's also another podcast you guys should check out. Uh, I couldn't be any more happy with this gem of a podcast. Funny guys talking about amazing music. What's not to love? Keep it, keep doing what you're doing. Five stars. P.S. I did this entire review in Ryan Clark's voice. <laughs> Man, I should have I should have read it in Ryan Clark's voice then. Which one, the singing voice or the screaming voice? I wouldn't even call it a screaming voice. I'd say it's more like a barking dog voice. But, you know. Your mileage may vary. I wish I had read it like that. But oh, well. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, and, you know, in the past, we've really focused a lot on five-star reviews and all that. As time's gone on, though, we're, I'm starting to realize that the biggest thing that you can do to help our podcast out, besides just giving us money, and there actually are people that do that, which is fantastic. But um, the best thing that you can do for podcasts is share, share, share. Uh, share the episodes on Facebook, on Instagram, on, on Twitter. And I, I know the Instagram's been kind of dead. I, I'm, I'm going to get on top of that and start actually posting stuff on Instagram. Um, I'm an old guy, so it's it's hard for me to remember that there's like three major players now in the social media realm. Uh, but one major player that I really want to focus on right now is Discord. Uh, we have a Discord server up. There's a link to it in our show notes. I'll, I'll repeat this later on at the end of the podcast, but... Uh, we have we have a, a, a group of dedicated people on Discord that are posting day in and day out, um, all night. I mean, just 
I actually ended up having to turn the notifications off on my phone because it was getting so out of control. Um, but I love I love talking to those guys on there. And um, if you guys want to join in the discussion, find out stuff about the show, find out what we're listening to. Um, we've got memes. We've got jokes. We've got insider information on the show that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Um, so definitely check us out on Discord. And uh, it, that, that is probably the coolest way that you can interact with us and just find out what's going on with us and we can find out what's going on with you. And now Brian is going to tell us all about As the Story Grows. As the Story Grows, we're just chugging along here, talking to the cool people, uh, letting you know your favorite musicians aren't dicks and assholes. Yeah, it's my job. I mean, some of them are, right? <laughs> not, not that I've met. The ones right. who don't come on the show are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there, there you go. So. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, he, he's underselling it. As the story grows, is one of the best interview podcasts out there for you guys learning. You know, um, just learning, learning. I mean, literally as cheesy as it sounds, what the story is behind a lot of the questions that you probably had listening to bands as they progress in their career. Sometimes they just disappear for long gaps of time, and nobody knows why, or they uh, go in a completely different musical direction than you're expecting, and nobody knows why. And this is kind of one of the only podcast. It's way. It's one of the only podcasts where you can actually kind of find out the real answers to those questions. So uh, for that, sir, we applaud you. Thank you. I hope I'm getting real answers. I think so. You're getting falsified answers. It's the best. It's the answers that, that they provide fun. you, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Dan, tell me about Shy Halud. Oh man, Shy Halud. One of the greatest melodic hardcore bands out there, but you're probably wanting like history, right? Uh, it's funny too because I call him I call them melodic hardcore, whereas most people would categorize them as a metalcore, which I think is actually a very accurate description for like 1995 through 2000. Um, but now we live in a different world where if you say metalcore, people get a little bit triggered and you know they don't want to listen. They they don't want to listen to it because they're expecting it to sound a certain way. Um, this doesn't sound like metalcore as metalcore is today. This is literally what it sounds like, a, a passionate combination of metal and hard, like metal riffing mixed with hardcore aesthetics, I guess. And um, what you get is a pretty enjoyable experience. The band started off in 1995 and uh, they were from Florida originally and ended up relocating to New York. And um, as Joe mentioned before, they are named after gigantic sandworms from Frank Herbert's novel Doom. The I'm hand sorry. of God, if you believe the Freeman. <laughs> I've actually never read Dune. I should probably stop everything I'm doing and go read that book, but I just haven't. It's not just a book either. It's a whole series, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, the first time, and, and I'll make this a little bit more personal, but uh, the first time I heard Shy Halud was probably 2002, 2003. Um, which would have been because um, I remember I bought um, that within Blood 3 I bought that like as a new release so I, uh, I I've been with the band a while but not as long as, as they have been around and uh, their first album Hearts Once Nourished with Hope and Compassion I mean whew, that's a mouthful yeah 1997 this is this is honestly one of the greatest hardcore albums that I've heard like I, I definitely I hate to keep bringing up the strong arm, com strong arm comparison but this album was really one of the only others that gave me the same feeling like the same vibe that strong arm did whereas I mean strong arm was very religious uh, whereas uh, 
Shai Hulud really wasn't, you know, but uh, they definitely shared a very similar sound musically. And um, I just, I don't know, man, I, I love the riffs on this and I love the screaming, which is a really simple thing to say. But, you know, for a lot of bands, you know, for me personally, they'll do one cool thing that I like and I'll kind of stick with them because of that. This album is like literally everything I like throughout an entire record. I think I think what really ties it together for me is you know not only not only great music but the vocals are very impassioned. They're not tough guy at all, which is probably what separates me from a lot of people that like hardcore. Is that I definitely like screamed vocals to be emotional and and like still strong, like brutal or whatever. But like I like for them to have meaning behind them and be delivered passionately versus being delivered just to sound tough i guess is what i'm getting at right and the thing that ties each record together is that matt fox the guitarist writes most of the lyrics if not all of them and so even though there have been member changes the lyrics have this constant feeling that the same person is writing them because it is yeah and and yeah i mean strong arms advent of a miracle came out april 1997 hearts once nourish came out in November 1997 so it was two bands from that Florida scene sharing the same drummer who just pounded you with these technical rhythms these starts and stops in the drumming and just like yeah that great melodic Florida hardcore sound it's just so good I like I hate to (laughs) we don't ever say stuff like this on the show on the podcast but like it's just it's one of those things that like if you don't know what we're talking about or you don't have a point of reference for how this sounds um, I can't really compare it to any other bands other than Strongarm, you know, because it's um, it's very unique, you know, like you said, Brian, to like that Florida scene, you know, in the late 90s. And uh, I think it's really interesting, too, that the vocals are delivered as passionately as they are, considering the guy screaming them isn't the guy that wrote the lyrics, which is something that's going to continue throughout the rest of the discography. Um, and it's something that I wouldn't I, I wouldn't have guessed unless I already knew that because it's just it's delivered in such a way that you just believe every single word that he's saying and um i think it was it was chad gilbert on this record chad gilbert from newfound glory yep yep yep. (laughs) which is so funny as a hardcore vocalist it works though and this is this is thankfully not the last we're going to hear from chad uh but this was for for a debut i mean my god like the band could have broke up after this and it had been fine like like we would have been like yeah like i feel like i feel like shy halud would still be considered one of the greatest hardcore bands ever if this was the only thing they did yeah you know it, like the only other band well i'm not gonna say it again yeah strong arm did do that uh <laughs> but uh and they had an album out before before advent but uh it it was it was good but it wasn't as good as advent um <laughs> But uh, yeah, like this record is is just crazy. And what's funny too is that um, I think literally right after this record came out, Chad Gilbert left the band and joined New Found Glory. Yeah, it was um, not long after that. Uh, and if I'm not yeah. wrong, it wasn't he like 15 or something whenever they did this. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like it. And maybe it does a little bit. Like that could be where I'm getting that. Like, oh, it sounds so emotional and so passionately driven could be because it's a younger dude you know that's maybe not necessarily like into hardcore tropes you know as much but uh yeah like i I focused a lot on the vocals because i just that to me is one of the most defining aspects but like to to not talk about the guitar work is is doing it a huge disservice 
Um, this is, I can't like, I used to think of it as kind of a Rubik's cube. Like I think of a lot of music as like a puzzle that a band has to put together. And a lot of bands kind of fail at it. Like they create kind of a picture in your mind, but with, with Shai Hulud, the riffs are so technical and so melodic and they just hit you in the feels in such a way that like, it's like they, they've crafted together a perfect picture out of puzzle pieces with those riffs and those, 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 um, get like, like with the riffs, the way, the way the drumming, like, I don't know, like it, it all just comes together really well. And I, I'm sorry if I'm not doing this justice, but it's just, uh, I'm such a huge fan of this band that it's, it's really hard for me to objectively talk about them. The style would be imitated for over a decade into and out of the early 2000s. We've criticized bands that want to be under oath, who copy the, we have two guitars, we're going to do the Norma Jean thing or the Converge thing, where they're playing different things and it creates this kind of chaotic back and forth. When the technicality comes in, that's what I'm hearing here in 1997. So who did it first? Was it Shai Halud or was it Norma Jean? Clearly it was Shai Halud, but I, I don't I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily compare it to that, but I think I think that this kind of music left an imprint, but like you say there's a lot of imitators and maybe that's true, but I've never heard anybody that's able to like besides Strong Arm, like I've never heard any other bands really be able to come close to the way this sounds. You know, I mean, like you can you can throw stuff like Hope's Fall in, but like that's a whole different set of influences, you know, and um, like a totally different background. Whereas, I mean, they they were they were like melodic and, and hardcore as well, but but not quite like this. This this blends kind of more of the old school hardcore into it. You know, there, there's a lot more like straight ahead like punk rhythms and stuff that go on in these songs, and the transitions are kind of. Like they're not sloppy, but they just kind of transition immediately. Um, and I think that this, I think that this is just one of those bands where they had a vision like from the very beginning, and they followed it to a T, and they were doing something original. And if, like I said, if there were imitators, they didn't even come close. That's yeah. just like my opinion, man. And it's that lyrical content that has to do with romantic relationships and angst and political uh themes that like hardcore bands were doing that i mean earth crisis was political as fucking anybody but like not in the same way of like a, a poetic nature about it yeah they were poetic and the music matched that same intensity that's kind of hard to do i mean yeah. it, 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 it really is like because you can write like the best lyrics ever but basically, and I used to say this all the time because I was a dickhead, uh, but I, I would say that, like, I'm I'm at the mercy of the musicians that agreed to show up, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but in this case, you know, you have the actual songwriter. You have the main songwriter writing all the lyrics, too. And I think that's the important piece of the puzzle here is that it's not it's not necessarily the the random event that a group of people get together that are all geniuses collectively. It's just that you've got a guy with a vision that's, that's knocking it out of the park with all of his ideas. And he sticks to that. He sticks to that vision. It doesn't vary from it. And, um, and in some cases that's a bad thing. See mortification. <laughs> uh, but in this case, it was literally like the, the heart and soul of the band and that's how a band is able to change members as much as they are between albums, but still maintain a consistent sound. 
So, um, speaking, are, are we ready to go into uh, into tempered? Yeah. Okay. That within blood, ill tempered, two thousand and three. Did you? There, there was a three. That within blood, three. That's weird because I didn't hear that within blood one or two. But uh, you know, it, it's fine. <laughs> so different different vocalists on this album different everything different everything except for matt except fox. for matt fox and yeah. uh steve kleisa uh wrote all the drum parts for this record which is why it feels similar to hearts when nourish okay that makes sense yeah uh because this is like the perfect follow-up like yeah. it really is like i i had literally like because like i said i bought this as a new release so this was this was the first shy halud that i heard and so whenever I went back to Hearts Once Nursed, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like I found another one. Now I've got, well, these are relatively short albums. So it's like now I've got like an hour and a half of, you know, of Shia Lude. And uh, their albums get longer as they go. But uh, it's so strange that you have almost a totally different band, but you have the same band. <laughs> you know, nobody that went and saw this, you know, nobody that went and saw this live, like saw a mixture of Hearts Once Nourished songs and these songs together it had any kind of problem at all. <laughs> you know? Um, and I think normally on the show we would say that, oh, that's a disservice. Like, oh, they just released the same album again. And I really don't think that's it. I think that this album was a little bit more technical. It was a little bit more... Um, it was a little bit heavier and that, that could have could have just been the sound like like recording technology between you know 97 versus 2003 but um what i love about this album is that it just kind of goes for the throat on um on being a little bit more like political a little bit more um like outspoken about issues um not like as bad as earth crisis i mean the first time i was ever preached to at a show was not at a christian rock show but at an earth crisis show um, <laughs> but uh but with shakalude it was um i, I don't know like someone's gonna have to take over for me because I, I love this record and i love and, and i think that they're they're fantastic i don't i don't know <laughs> what like else? yeah i mean i mean as far as lyrics you have like um the consummate dragon to tolkien reference mm-hmm. and you have songs about being a parent and raising your children or an attack on lack of integrity in mainstream popular music and uh, more relationship songs. And it's a lot of just like dealing with wanting to be angry and fight all the time, but fighting against that to be a better person. Like they were definitely trying to say something. Yeah. I mean, Gert's vocals sound nothing like Chad's. Um, Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But musically, when you listen to the records back to back, it's like it's obviously the same band. And maybe that's just comes from condition where I just know, like, it's Shy Halud and that's what I'm listening to. <laughs> Do you get the same effect from listening to Hope's Fall before and after Adam Morgan was in the band? It still sounds like Hope's Fall. It's just not the same feel. As, as far as Adam is a drummer. I mean, they went through a whole musical change. Hope's Fall went through a whole musical change from post-hardcore, emo-core, whatever, to uh, more space rock. Um, this, this is a band changing members that's, like, trying to put out the same style of, of music and, and do the same thing. So it doesn't feel like an apples to apples comparison to me. Um, but I mean, if you were to say hopes fall from Doug leaving to Jay taking over his vocals on satellite years, yeah, it, it would be kind of the same thing. I think it's, it's more of just like, Oh my God, my whole band quit. And I had to reassemble another band like on the fly. Cause like we got stuff to do. So we moved um, to New York to do it. <laughs> Moved to New York. Well, there's a lot of hardcore guys in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, but uh, it makes sense. 
but I think uh, I, I think it was more of just like reestablishing a status quo of like reassuring you know people and I don't know if this was like what he was thinking or not but uh, kind of just reassuring people that like yeah it we're, we're still the same band you're still getting the same lyrical output you're getting you're getting the technical riffing you're getting you're getting melodic heartfelt songs that really don't devolve into like like there's no tricks with shy halud you know like there's a lot of bands that like they can play hardcore but in order to be melodic they they feel the need to resort to like super long drawn out atmospheric musical passages or or add, adding a bunch of clean singing into the albums you know uh, th- with shy halud it was always just like we're we're gonna always be a pure representation of what the original vision was regardless of who's in the band um i mean as long as matt's still in the band you know <laughs> but like it's uh it, it listen i think that the two albums complement each other really well and like yeah i don't think that the vocals sound anything like you know um i don't think that the vocals sound anything like they did on on uh hearts once nourished but it's not a deal breaker for me it still has that emotional delivery and it still has the lyrics that i like it has the music that i like and so as a shy halud fan there was absolutely no misstep here there was no you know like oh they changed and it wasn't like it's immediately it's immediately noticeable in a certain sense but everything that you like about hearts what's nourished is on tempered yeah i mean it's it's I think it's both more melodic album and there's more, I think, metal influence in some of the guitar riffs. Um, totally. And and then you have Steve's drumming, which just carries that same sound over. And, and if you compare it to what Steve was doing in Further Seems Forever at the time, I mean, it just makes a lot of sense when you compare him as a drummer from record to record. It's, it's his sound that carries the band through those first two records. Absolutely. And I think that... Uh... I think that the interesting thing about this record and the one before is that Hearts Once Nourished is kind of positive. Like the band has a very like, I don't like to categorize bands by like worldview, but like the band has a very like humanistic, like faith in humanity, but also no faith in humanity right. <laughs> kind of kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more on the next record, but like, the, like they, they you know their, their their demo was called a profound hatred of man you know and like they, they definitely have this love-hate relationship with humanity in general uh which is what i find to be very fascinating about this band's lyrical output is that like it's always just trying to like it's like it's like two albums at this point of just trying to make sense of the world around you like for the relationship songs it's like why would somebody treat me like this you know or why would i treat someone like this and then like you get into like why would people treat other human beings like this like it's it everything that they do is very much focused around this idea of like what the fuck is wrong with humanity yeah you know and and i i love that because i don't think a lot of other bands really explore it as sincerely as shy does and um and I say the band, but you know, like, we're really just talking about Matt Fox, you know, like, right. but, uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. Like, like if there's somebody that I would love to sit down and have a two hour conversation with about like just worldview alone, like that's the guy I want to talk to, you know? Um, so, you know, just, you know, hit me up. Right. Uh, <laughs> Dan and Joe show at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. 
or I'll hit you up or, you know, maybe you feel more comfortable talking to Brian about it, you know, but like, it's, uh, you know, uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely my favorite aspect of the band, like, like music aside, because I feel like there's so many, there's so many bands out there that lyrically are so wrapped up in themselves that they don't really tackle those bigger issues. Cause like even, even bands that are like super preachy that are like, hardcore about veganism or, or hardcore about Christianity or hardcore about like atheism. It's so, it's so tailored to how that specific person feels at that moment. And I would never change that. I mean, that's what makes hardcore so great. But like, I feel like with Shy Halud, it was kind of more of like a, let's take a step back and look at it as a whole. And, uh, and that, that's what I respect the most about the band. And, uh, Hey, you know what? The songs are cool too. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, again, it's like it's like literally in that pocket of a hardcore metal, but like with actual depth. Like it's not it's not heavy because like oh man, look at how heavy we are, and it's not melodic in that like look guys, we're still accessible. Like you know your your friends might like it too. You know yeah, uh, and that, I, I just I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And Brian just sent me something that I'm gonna listen to later. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I wonder what yeah, that is. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely um, th- this record. If we want to get back to the record itself, it, it is undeniably like this band's straight vision, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't call it a rehash of the last record at all. Um, it's just a continuation of that. It's like uh, it's like the Empire Strikes Back, you know, from from Shai Hulud. Everything you loved about the first album is here, but they're gonna kind of take the direction. They're, they're going to go a little bit harder in everything that they do. So, like, the heaviness is heavier. The melodic side is more melodic. You know, the, the lyrics are more introspective. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's a great release. Like, I, I don't know why anybody listened to this podcast. Like, if you're not already a fan of Shai Halud, like, why would why you, you would even listen? But, like, you should just be listening to these albums. 2008, Misanthropy Pure. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... I sent Brian a text earlier, a message earlier this week, and I was like, am I wrong if my favorite album is Misanthropy Pure? And he's like, yeah, you're wrong, but I mean, it's a great album. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Uh, And I get why you, as a self-proclaimed meathead, uh, get it and and think that's your favorite one, because they definitely tone down some of the the technical start-stop melodic aspects on this record and just punch you in the face from the moment you hit play on the record dude i would not survive for eight seconds in this pit <laughs> like i'm a big guy i'm i'm pretty strong i'm you know i carried a 200 pound tv earlier like <laughs> i i am I'm, I'm all of that stuff oh my god <laughs> like venom spreader it's a minute and 45 seconds of like porn. punch you in the face it's porn for me <laughs> Because it, this is okay. So, like, to, to be totally transparent, like, this does not sound like the previous two records at all. Okay, it does, but not really. And it's funny that you say that the technical aspects are toned down. I think this record's actually more technical, but it's more technical in like a metal sense. Like, there's there's more yeah. like weird, like melodic, timey stuff. Like, there's stuff in here that almost reminds me of Death, which is a weird comparison to throw out there. But like some of the stuff that they do like on the song misanthropy pure like that is just like i don't know like the lead guitar work on that is just like so like makes me feel good but is also like oh yeah man that's metal you know like i I don't know um 
It's definitely the first. It, it's definitely the most metal Shy Halud album, and the vocals again, you know, are different. And these these vocals are more hardcore than anything that we've had before. Like they're they're more straight ahead, you know, um, screams that aren't as emotional. Like it's more just like dude dudes up there just on the bike making statements. Yeah. So then just be like, oh my god, this is how I feel, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I'll tell you, like this is the pace of some of these songs is just like completely neck breaking. It's unrelenting. It is. It, there's no like, okay, stop and take a breath. It's just from 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 Venom Spreader all the way to Cold Lord Quietus, like. Oh my god! Like we we did a Patreon episode on this uh, on this album a while back, and I think I went on for like 15 minutes about like how it was the greatest record in the entire world, and <laughs> like did change my life like forever or whatever. Uh, and again, I think I think again it's just because I, I fall more on the metal side of things, and this was literally the most aggressive the band had ever been, without nece- without compromising their sound completely. Uh, yeah. You can still tell it's Shy Halud, but like you're wondering, like, oh my God, did somebody just rob this guy's house? Because that's what it feels like. Um, This album, Misanthropy Pure, you know, it is a profound hatred of mankind. Like it is, like everything I was saying, like about how like mankind is horrible. I hate mankind. Mankind is the worst. I hate all humans. But then in the song Misanthropy Pure, like he sings the lyrics, like I believe in man. I believe in man. Like. Like that he that, that, that despite all of the the horrible the horrible broken world that we live in, he still holds out hope that like man can persevere, and uh, that is just like such a realization of everything they've been building to. Because like as we all get older, we get more bitter. Yeah. And uh, th- this album is like the perfect representation of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. This this record hits from the moment you hit play, and it it just keeps hitting. And yeah, it's 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 more metal. And it's it's technicality. You lose the melodic, um, but it's definitely still shy halud. Uh, I mean, the the drumming definitely changes, which is we talked about being the consistent with the first two records and losing Steve on this record. That's I mean, that's where that comes into play because he has such a unique style as a drummer that you lose that on this record. Yeah. But I don't know that it would make sense with these songs as they just pound you. <laughs> totally. I just I I mean, this is still like. If I'm having a bad day, this is going on, you know, and I'm going to come and I'm going to come out of that again, having this kind of like, man, people suck, but not everybody. There, there are some people out there that can redeem all the people that suck. You know, like that's what I think is so cool about about Chai Halud is they are able to they're able to tackle these topics of humanity, but not really come at it from a judgmental perspective. Like they don't really take any side. They don't take like a religious side. But they're not also they're also not like, hey, we're straight edge. You need to also be straight edge. <laughs> you know, they're not like we don't eat meat. You shouldn't eat meat either. Like it's 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 done in a way that I think everyone can appreciate. And it's kind of one of those like they, they say things about the world and about human nature that are very much like what everyone's thinking. And I think yeah. that's what makes this band have the longevity that they have is that they are relatable to everybody on multiple sides of the fence. Yeah, I mean, and, and the closing lyrics to the record, uh, I was mindful I have suffered, you know, worth affection, capable of love, a vessel of hate and bitterness. 
leave your venom behind. Man, we all have such strength. I mean, like for a record, that's about how much mankind is awful. <laughs> like, yeah, some powerful closing. Yeah, but that's like some straight, and it's a great bookend, you know, because you start with venom spreader, you know, and like it just. Can I can I just be a fanboy here and just say that like Venom Spreader is like literally one of the greatest hardcore songs like ever made. Like it is like so to the point. It's a minute forty five, so it checks that box like perfectly. And it's 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 heavy, it's unrelenting, and like they could have gone full brutal here. You know, like they could have gone like almost death metal in their like in their approach. But like they're still shy halud, so like it's still like e- e- even in the e- even in the opening line, like in the opening like screams or whatever, it starts off and it's just like it's still melodic. It's just like the yeah. weird thing about it, like it's 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 like the most melodic you can be while still being like straight ahead, go for the throat, gut punch kind of sound. Yeah, I just can't get I just can't get past it. Like <laughs> it just I've been known to like I've been known to put the CD in and listen to Venom Spreader like four times, like and then continue <laughs> with the rest of the album. And it's, it's not even that the it's not even that the rest of the album's bad. It's fantastic, but it is a different Shy Halud. And I I could see people that loved the first two records being like, what what is this? You know, because I even think that the cover artwork is a little bit more like generic, like generic hardcore, than you know than the previous two. And so, I think people might have been a little bit worried about like, well, well, what are we gonna get here? You know, like is this? Has Shyhalud sold out and just become another hardcore band? Yeah, well, I think they were building up to that because uh, Dave Quiggle did the album artwork for yeah. that record, and he did the artwork for the re-release of Hearts Once Nourished as well. Okay, he yeah. actually just posted about that on Instagram today, <laughs> which was funny. So, I love Dave. I mean, I love Dave Quiggle's artwork for sure, but yeah, that that could also be why I'm like it's a little bit more generic, just because I've seen so many hardcore albums. Yeah. Dave Quiggle, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> he is the man. Yeah, actually, our um, I feel like, and I could be totally wrong about this, and he'll 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 correct me. But our friend Buddy, who is on episodes every now and again, he lives in Tennessee, and I believe, I believe he's actually had interaction with Dave Quiggle. Um, and if that's the case, I don't know why I haven't had him on the podcast yet. Um, but uh, that that would definitely be a good, you know, if anybody if anybody knows more about hardcore than than you know us jokers you know like um that that guy knows it but yeah like so hands down hands down this is my favorite album by shy Hill dude and uh like brian said i feel like they were always building up to this like like mm-hmm. something like this something like this was inevitably going to happen and um i mean i think they just they just absolutely knocked out of the park here and um it's it's just funny to see how long shy Hulud has existed as a band and how long it takes them to put records out like you know like hearts was nurse 97 tempered was 2003 so that's six years six more years to get to misanthropy pure you know and then um you know uh to reach beyond the sun was 2013 so so five years you know like that's a long time to wait for hardcore bands to typically put out like one album a year yeah. <laughs> or something like that but these are these are absolutely works of art and like i'm not saying it to be like to be whatever like you know oh they're the greatest band of the entire world but like i actually do feel that way to a certain extent so uh yeah i'm just gonna leave that statement as it is 2013 reach beyond the sun chad gilbert's back yeah and i he think brought he it this album too right he did produce it as well yeah it actually brought back uh everybody the original vocalist damien matt who was uh the vocalist on misanthropy and uh here they all were on the song medicine to the dead yep. uh, 
So it's a big old family reunion. I just want to listen to that song on repeat. <laughs> it just so like we we talked on Misanthropy Care about how like it was what they were building up to, like it it was it was like inevitable. I feel like Reach Beyond the Sun takes a step back into the first two albums a little bit more, but it's. It's also so modern for 2013 that it doesn't really sound like that, but I think that I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because it it's not as unrelenting and pummeling and punishing as uh, Misanthropy Pure, but it's it definitely yeah feels more modern than the first two records. Um, while having that that vibe of, of just what makes Shy Haluda great band. I think it was what we I think it was what we as fans wanted. Yeah, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I could listen to like eight more misanthropy peers, but like, how long would it be before that got old? You know. Um, and I feel like this band—if there's a word that describes them—is just integrity. Like a band that is just stuck with what they have originally set out to do this long into the future, like almost 20 years. Like that's insane. Like to 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 hear a band that that put out an album in '97 still be putting records out to an extent where you feel like they are you know like like oh i don't know i'm trying to i'm trying to say a thing but like it's for them to be to be this still like unapologetically shy halud is incredible yeah well there's just no other way another word to describe it it's just incredible and uh i thought that this was perfectly fine um i don't love it as much as i love the first three albums but you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be that you know it, it doesn't have to be as great or whatever because like there's a certain amount of like nostalgia that i have for the first three albums that no new album is ever going to reach like joe and i in a little while are going to do a episode or uh, do a uh, patreon episode on uh, on the new corn album and i'm going to say the same thing that like yeah it's a new album and it's solid but it's it doesn't it doesn't ignite the same flame for me that the old albums do. Yeah. And that's I, probably just my fault. Yeah. I, I mean this album, like, yeah, it's probably the one I go back to least, but when I go back to it, I'm like, oh yeah, this is really good. I should listen to this more. Like each record scratches a different itch while being the same band and having a consistent sound throughout their discography. This is more or less proof that the band can still get together and make music that sounds like this. It's not necessarily that they have something to say that we haven't already heard. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the way it's been with this band is that they it's always an expansion on what we've heard already. All, all the all the seeds are there, you know, back on Once Nourished. Like it it they they've always been that band. But what I think it, what I think is the most interesting about it is that like how timeless kind of quote unquote their message is and how it, you know we live in a totally different world than we lived in in 1997 you know but this band is very much like we're still trying to make sense of it just like the rest of anybody else is but i think that there's a little bit more cynicism in this record than we had in the first two and that's to be expected just due to the age of the band members <laughs> age but, makes you cynical no way what? No. no. <laughs> I'd never make a claim like that, especially not on a podcast. I definitely feel like 
I feel like this band, like they could put a record out. I mean, it's only been, let's see. Well, it's been six years. So, you know, we, we probably need a new album soon. And I'm probably going to love it just as much as I love these four. Like, there's not a whole lot of bands out there that I have no doubt that I'm going to love their stuff. Like, Hope's Fall is the only other one that comes to mind. Like, they're not going to ever do anything that's going to piss me off. And I definitely feel that way about Shy Halud. Like, they are a band that almost exists outside of time. Yeah. And outside of genre, you know? Yeah. I mean, Matbox is currently uh, making music with Zombie Apocalypse. They just put yeah. out a record, so um, I'm sure he'll come back and, and give us another Shy Halud record here eventually. They still tour. They're still they're still killing it. Yeah, totally. It's so funny too how long they toured on records that were like five, six years old. Yeah. Didn't matter. I mean, I'd go, if, if somebody if somebody's like, "Hey, dude, Shy Halud's coming to town next week. Tickets are 175 dollars." I'd sell my MacBook and I'd be like, "Hey, Joe, I'm, we're not going <laughs> to do a podcast anymore." You know, like. That that like that's how strongly I feel about it. Hey Brian, you and, looking uh, to pick up a new hosting gig on discussmetal.com? dot <laughs> right. com? Uh, you know, always. Yeah. That's how I got my current hosting gig. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like I just hung out long enough. <laughs> Kick the other guys out. No. There you go. <laughs> that's when we find out later on. It's like, yeah, Travis actually didn't want to quit the podcast. Brian forced him out. He's <laughs> it's dead. like a no, I'm you know, uh. <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I think that I think that Shy Halud. I mean, I like. There's almost nothing else to say about them. Like, they're just they're a band. That, like, if you like hardcore, like, and I wouldn't even say hardcore. If you like bands that have screaming vocals, listen to Shy Halud. You're you're missing out if you've never heard this band or you don't understand like the type of impact they had. I mean, and you know, whenever I you know like to go back to the whole metalcore thing, right? Like when people say, "Oh yeah, they're a metalcore band." It is, it is the purest representation of that idea of we're going to take metal and we're going to take hardcore and we're going to mix them together and it's going to be great and you're going to love it. Uh, it. There's nothing tropey about Shy Halud. There, there's nothing cheesy. There's nothing preachy even. Like, you don't have to buy into a certain mindset to enjoy this band. You, you, you can just be yourself and enjoy what they have thrown down for us. Yeah. Brian Patton, final thoughts on Shy Halud. I mean, their legacy from Hearts Want Nourish stands on its own. They're a band that has stood uh, over the years, and, and I think they're unrivaled. Agreed. I think Shy Halud is a band that's not really relatable to anyone, but if you're a fan of hardcore, you should be listening to Shy Halud. I already basically gave my final thoughts, so that's fine. Damn, like, what's your album of the week? Dude, I mean, I, I'd be stupid if I didn't say that it was Circle. If I didn't say that it was Circleback Terminus, that's my that's my get stuff done record, man. Like my boss tells me to go do something, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go do this. I put on Circleback, and I'm like, oh, look at that, it's already done. What do you guys think about that? Then my wife had a baby, and she didn't want to listen to Circleback on the way up to the hospital. So probably not. Yeah, I mean, if I so it's actually kind of funny. So we uh, we. We had a we had a doula with us this time, which is the first time we've done that, and uh, and probably the last time because like we're definitely not having any more kids. Uh, but what was funny is so we were talking, like my wife is in horrible pain, and I'm 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 sorry about that. But like, you know, I, I was like, dude, if guys had babies, like how different the environment would be. So like, so like my wife was in a my wife is in a birthing center. Because like my wife, she's so she's had um, she's had all all of our kids like natural births, so like 
no no anesthesia no drugs nothing like that and just has comes in has the kid in a really nice like hotel suite you know sort of thing and um it's so funny because like the environment that they create like the lighting and the way it all is i was like dude if guys had babies like it would be totally different like like how painful the experience was and uh the doula she was all like yeah so like for you to be more comfortable it'd have to be like you're like my sugar or something like the whole time you're giving birth forever. and i was like i was like yes yes that is exactly that is exactly the way it would be like no doubt like like if i'm listening to like circle back i'm like i'm having that kid in 12 minutes you know like it's gonna happen you're and, missing uh, out on the perfect birthing song dig by Mudvayne. Right, yeah, like just like just these like loud, just insane, like, and I would be, I'd be like hardcore screaming to all the music, you know, like the whole time, and uh, and that it's just it just blows my mind, like, yeah, because like I, I associate like toughness with hardcore and metal and like all that stuff or whatever, and so it's so funny to watch, you know, women have babies where they're like technically like in a certain sense way more like way tougher than like i would ever be oh, yeah. like 10 minutes into that process i'd have been like yeah so you guys got into those drugs i mean i know i said i didn't i know i said i didn't want them but like they definitely sound like a great idea right now you know like i i get it and like that's just so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say it on this podcast that my wife is like way more hardcore than i am that she's willing to put up with all that you know just to just to hold a baby that like a baby that's not even going to be like necessarily happy until they're like a year old. Brian, what's your album of the week? <laughs> so, you know, listen to Circleback. You know, uh, my album of the week is Nest by Brutus. I've been obsessed with that record for months now, and yeah, can't get enough of it. I need to listen to it. It's that like it gets recommended to me all the time. It's really fucking good. And I, I never like I'm I never just click the button because well I do this show and I'm like well. These Shy Hulud albums aren't going to listen to themselves. So, you know, uh, this week it was okay, but like weeks when we did bands like Stained, no, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Shy Hulud is one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time, I was having a conversation this week about who would be the greatest person or band to see live if you only had one. Who is the one person or the one band that would actually appeal to everyone in the room. And after thinking about it, I decided the answer to the question was Alice Cooper. So my album of the week is Alice Cooper. Trash. I wouldn't like it though. If I was in the if I was in the room, I'd be like, turn that off. You would be in the minority. Put in some circle back. <laughs> Let's get some shit done. You better believe too, I'm like ten seconds away from ordering the tape. I, I oh, did. Fairness. There's no yeah. need for the cassette. No, yes, there dude, is. I built a straight up stack, like a music stack. So I've got like on the bottom, I've got a mixer. And then on top of that, I've got my uh, five disc CD changer. On top of that, I have my cassette deck. And on top of that, I have my my uh, my turntable. So like, dude, let's go. Let's put that circle back cassette in. I'm probably just in case John's listening. I'm, I'm going to get the I'm going to get the the tape and the vinyl. Not very often. I like a record that much. But that, that one that one definitely ignited a fire in me that I was like, man, I didn't even know I still liked this kind of hardcore, but like I do, I'm sold out. Like, and I got to give Brian credit. I probably wouldn't have checked it out as quickly as I did had I not heard that interview. That is why I do the podcast. Because I'm in, I'm, I'm great. I mean, I'm, I'm good friends with like, uh, with Josh and Danny from, uh, from Not Beneath. 
and they were they've been telling me like dude seriously though not beneath cool but check out circle back and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah i'll get to it <laughs> and then you like by the time i heard that interview i was like oh man and terminus is out so like i'm yeah i just like i, I actually I'm not gonna lie i turned i turned the podcast off about halfway through and then i went <laughs> to terminus and i was like oh my gosh and then i was like i need to reach out to john like right now <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah like I don't want the, I don't want this episode to just be a giant advertisement for Circleback, but like seriously, guys, if you like hardcore, like it's it's awesome. You're like, hey, John, can I get my hundred bucks now? <laughs> Ooh, are we done, Brian? Thanks for hanging out with us. You know yeah. we miss you when you're not around. Always. You do. I talk to that dude on Messenger like every day. I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say. I talk I'm like, to did you hear day. the? Yeah, I was like, did you, did you hear the, if you guys have ever been listening to this show and wondering. Why have they not talked about this band or that band? Why haven't they done it? And the, the answer is, is we're assholes. So we don't always do it, but we will. Eventually, we'll get to everybody. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us in several different ways. You can send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook under facebook.com slash discography discussion. You can find us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. And uh, you can actually reach out to us on Discord. We have a we have a Discord server that is pumping right now. If you want to join the discussion on Discord, you can click on the link that's provided in the show notes, and that will take you to our Discord service where you can talk to us in real time. We'll get to your favorite band. Can't guarantee we're going to like it, but we'll get to it. And on that note, this has been episode 135 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things Discography Discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash discuss metal we have some sweet perks brian Patton and as the story grows can be found on facebook and twitter and at as the story grows.com it's official now and instagram and instagram We're on the instagram run the gram i need to like go on there and like do some actual stuff just like i get messages all the time it's like so and so is following you on instagram and i'm like oh that's a thing <laughs> i should probably do something about that <laughs>